Marketing Espresso, making marketing as enjoyable, energizing, and digestible as your morning coffee. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. As always, so grateful that you are here. I have my usual asks of you, and that is leave me a review, a rating, say hi, all of that great stuff. It all helps me grow the podcast. And of course, refer to anyone that you think could, you know, benefit from this podcast. So today I have a pretty cool guest. You know, we've been in each other's worlds for a while now, and she sent me two beautiful copies of her book. So if you're listening to this, all I need you to do is send me the word money. And if you're the first one, I'm going to send you a copy of her book. So do it. Get involved. We don't have competitions often on the podcast. Um, So hopefully you're an early listener and you get in, but hey, you never know your luck because some of you are quite quiet at reaching out. So yes, if you want a copy of her book, reach out, say hi and the word money. You can just say the word money if you don't want to actually chat with me. And if you're the first one, I'll send you a copy of her book. No T's and C's guys. It's literally that simple. (laughs) I'm really excited to bring Jackie Clark on today. She is Australia's best kept money secret. She's a personal wealth and money management expert and has over three decades of experience helping high net worth families, individuals, and business owners to build, manage, and preserve their wealth. She's renowned for her ability to provide unbiased, independent advice that is pragmatic and focused on legacy leaving outcomes. At her core, Jackie believes that money should allow you to enjoy life, but it also comes with great responsibility. Her message is a simple one. With careful planning and effort, you can manage your money so it doesn't manage you. I'm really excited for today's episode. I think you guys are going to love it. As always, you can reach Jackie via the show notes. And of course, reach out, say hi to me and tell me what you loved and tell me the word money so you can win a book. Jackie, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Vic, I'm super excited to be here. I love your podcast, by the way. Oh, thank you. I love that you love it. I love how many fans of the podcast end up coming on the podcast. It's actually really nice. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't help myself but ask. (laughs) (laughs) I always love the people I have on the podcast, because to be honest, it's actually quite selfish because I learn so much from you guys. And, you know, I'm sure the listeners learn a lot too, but it is actually for me. Let's not lie about things. <laughs> uh, well, no, fair enough. I, what I love in particular is the bite-sized aspect to your podcast as well. Where I think you can take great business tips away to influence your day, your week, your month, your year. Aww, uh, thank I get you. a little bit burdened sometimes by the one and a half hour podcast. Uh, I lose my concentration. So. I'm a bit the same. I find, because I travel into the city a fair bit and I always listen to podcasts on the way in. So my trip is about 45 minutes and I find that if a podcast lasts longer than that and then I listen to it on the way home, I'm like, oh, dear. Like I've forgotten in my day what's happened that morning. So, yeah, unless it was like really captivating. But, yeah, I do find like smaller is better sometimes. We're on the same page. <laughs> well, on that note, let's get yeah. into today's topic because you wanted to come and talk to me and the listeners about 10 ways to prevent business failure through the lens of money, I guess. So gift us with this because you've written a book on stop worrying about money, which I love because I think a lot of people worry about money. So you are the go-to with this. So here's with your top 10 tips. Yeah. So I'd love to share them with you. I think something that we were talking about earlier that's really critical is recognizing how intertwined our personal and business lives are. And our financial well-being is so neatly tied into all of that. So what the things I'm sharing today are, are 10 great tips, but actually apply to everything. If you sort of put this lens, if you like, over your life, it can be really helpful. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And to be honest, 
with everyone that comes on, I always find that there's so much that actually does link to both your life. Like I always think there's always this, if your business, they are so intertwined. I mean, and I think everyone listening knows that, but if the, you know, if they're both not kind of in harmony a little bit, something's always unaligned. So I love that these tips work across both. All right. So we'll get into them and you just stop me or interrupt me at any stage. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've got my, uh, the podcast clock ticking in the background. (laughs) No, don't feel dog. like that. Don't yeah, feel know. like that at all. Let's, Let's do sure it. Let's do it. All these points, anyway. So, number one, do your research. The most critical thing for people is whatever product or service it is that you're going to offer, or you are offering your business. You need to do your research first. A lot of people tend to jump in because they've got skills or capability in a particular area, but they may not be up to date on the products or services that are being offered in the market. That's number one. Mm, love that. Number two. My One of the most important ones and a pet peeve of mine is people, so business plans are critical and living business plans are even more critical. Pet peeve is when people do these things or they hire consultants to help them and they stick them straight in the drawer. Mm, love that. Yeah, so we, we need a plan. We need to understand where we're going strategically. Actually, I love looking up behind you there on your bookcase and you see strategy and brand. <laughs> Absolutely, let's start with strategy and work from there. Obviously, oh, brand it. is an important Number three is making sure that you have financial support and or backing. So part of this is actually really acknowledging or understanding what are the costs or the inputs of your business and making sure that if you do need help, there's um, something that you need to buy, that you have access to some type of finance. It can be expensive, so it's good to get your ducks in a row around the type of support you might need financially. A lot of people borrow money from family and friends. Other people just continue as a side hustle for a long period of time until they're able to reach a certain scale where they can let go of their day job to then focus on their business. And that really leads me to the next one, super important cash flow. So I say, you know, you've got to manage cash like your life depends on it. And and where I see most entrepreneurs uh, tend to fall down is when they're so good at what they do, but they are missing, uh, not keeping their eye on cash flow. And that goes to a whole number of other areas where businesses face their greatest risk, which is where they might be earning an income, but they're then not setting aside money for tax. So Mm -hmm. I could spend a day talking about these types of risks, but if you think of cash as king and then you work from there, it's really important that people have got their eye on the ball daily, weekly, monthly. Um, It's not something that you review with your accountant each quarter. Yeah, totally. I love that point because I know for me, like one of the big, the biggest things I had coming into business was treating it like I treated my personal finances was have that account for bills. Just put that money aside. It's not your money. Don't touch it. It's already gifted to someone else. So just, you know, the energy of money, put it there. Don't touch it. Let it go out of the bank when it needs to go out of the bank. Yeah. It's a brilliant strategy. And likewise, if you have employees, it's the same thing. You've got to recognize putting the PAYG aside otherwise in superannuation, otherwise that can come back to bite you pretty quickly. And it accumulates so intensely when you're uh, in a growth phase of your business. It's hard to keep up. My little tip for that, mine's on auto transactions. So I know exactly how much I'm paying myself and the super and tax comes out straight away. And every time an invoice comes in or like someone pays me, instantly the money, the GST goes into another account as well. Yeah. I'm a big fan of automating those things. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. So that, the next one brings me to you, actually, number five, which is all about marketing and having, so if you are not a marketing ace, you must have an expert in your kit bag um, and be that Beck Chapel or someone else. <laughs> really important, just a plug. Um, but I think it's critical 
critically important for each of us to have access to someone like yourself. Mm. It is, of course, important to measure the return on that investment as well. So keeping yeah. Beck um, busy, we need to make sure that we are getting a return. <laughs> keeping her honest. <laughs> yeah, but I think the reality is, again, if this isn't your sweet spot, then you need to have somebody um, that supports you in doing this. Yeah, and I think it takes a lot of pressure off you too, right? Like I think as business owners, we get into business, we think we can do it all. The reality is like I knew straight away going into business, I'm not an accountant. I'll learn the basics so I know that I'm not being taken for a ride, but I don't know how to be an accountant. So I'm going to trust someone else with that in my business. And why would I even try to do it? it it's, you know, don't play to your weaknesses, like play to your strengths. So yeah, that's kind of, I guess, my little plug for marketers in there. <laughs> and look, I couldn't agree more. And it probably nicely follows on to my number six, which is staying up to date with your customer needs and your competition. So it's mm-hmm. not about competing with the competition, it's about understanding what they're doing. And part of, no uh, no doubt, a lot of the work that people in marketing particularly do is understanding customer feedback. Yeah. There's recognising feedback as a gift and working out how you can deploy that in your business to build loyalty. Because I think for all of us, that return customer and that loyalty is really special. And I think I see that a lot in products particular, uh, how important it is to have that following a continued loyalty from customers and brands and then people talk about you even better. Yeah, completely. 100%. It's so much easier to get. Like I had someone message me this morning saying, hey, back referral from so-and-so, you know, do you have a website I can go check out? How can I kind of, I'm like, but listen to the podcast, actually. That's the best way you're going to get a feel for if you like me or not. Like it's very easy to, to understand who I am from that. But yeah, getting that referral, I didn't have to go hunting for them. How good. Yeah. So I think it's really, and especially customer journey, like actually paying attention to your customers. They're going to tell you more about how to find more of them as well, right? Absolutely. And and that's exactly why we come and talk to you, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I try, I try. The advocacy, I mean, advocacy is free. Yeah. It's priceless in business to have customers advocate for you. Yeah. And I think- sale is zero. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like it's a huge part of marketing that a lot of marketers forget about because, you know, they may not, it's actually a channel in itself. And it's a Mm -hmm. really important- one that I think, you know, a lot of people do forget about it because they just think, oh, social media, if I'm on social media, I get seen. Sure, you might, but there's a whole other channel there about like referrals, which is really powerful. Yeah. So number seven, and that probably nicely flows off what you've just said as well, is love change. Ooh. So we have to learn to love change. Yeah, and fully. you know, as well as I know, particularly in the world of marketing, yeah. that what's what's flavorsome or what's, you know, in right now may not be in down the track. And also some of the things that we've forgotten about. And one of your great podcasts that I really enjoyed listening to was talking about that or listening about um, Facebook or Instagram is, reckon, <laughs> you know, um, that we might have to go back and use a bit of Facebook too. So yeah. um, it's easy to think that this is where everybody's at right now. So uh, that's one aspect, right? But actually loving change is something that we need to uh, adapt to as business owners. Yeah, I totally agree with that because I think if you're, Fearful of change, unfortunately, you won't get very far. No, that's right. Number eight is pace of growth. Now, this is a really interesting one because you have to run your business so it works for you. Businesses easily become a runaway success and there's lots of things that can happen with that. It it can become quite divergent. So you can be going down different avenues, chasing revenue that you may not necessarily be passionate about. It may be growing too fast or scaling at a pace that makes it very difficult for you to manage your life, coming back to that life and business sort of interplay. So it is important to recognize that you might need to say no. And 
none of us are good at that, especially when there's a mortgage to pay or rent to pay mm. and other bills to pay. Uh, but I think setting the framework, if you like, or goals around that is really important. Yeah, I love that point. I actually have that conversation with a lot of people because also they'll think, oh, is AdWords right for me or is this right for me? And I said, are you prepared if it goes really well? Like, are you prepared for the influx of business or are you prepared to work with these people or who do you want to attract and having all these questions? Because I love the fact that you said a business can easily be a runaway success because Mm. we're so used to like kind of thinking that we have to be in that hustle, 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 right? But Mm. actually, no, the reality is like some businesses will be a runaway success and you do need to think about, well, how what is my goal for my business? And you should have that in your plan, which we got to. Point one. (laughs) And it should be about like, well, what do you want your business to look like? And you should have a really clear vision of how many days do you want to be working? How involved in it do you want to be? If it does grow, well, what's the plan there? And how are you going to seamlessly integrate people? And look, there might be bumps and things as you're learning, but how are you going to integrate other people into it and, and, you know, work with these people? Or are you going to say no to a lot of people? Yeah, I love that (laughs) because the next thing I was going to say, number nine is, of course, recruit and retain the, the right people. I yeah. thought you and I are on a wavelength and we yeah, didn't even totally. have this conversation. It's just actually like, seriously, we did not pre-plan this. This is no, no, just not. us being in sync. Yeah. And look, the, the thing is, and look, there's there's clearly a flavour for me. Like it's about skill gap. One of the things you have to be brutally honest about with yourself, this should be another number in the list of top 10, but you've got to be really honest with yourself about where your skill gap is or where your strengths lie and make sure that you have people around you that can support you. So I talk about recruiting and retaining the right people. And that really flows onto my big number 10, which is seeking help and support. Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of a flavor across all of this around having the right people around you. Um, And that isn't always that easy. And sometimes you need someone like an external coach or otherwise to be, to sort of come in and say to you, oh, because it, it becomes plainly obvious to others, but it may not be so obvious to you because you're running 100 miles an hour in your runaway success business. Oh, you're um, in it. You can't, like, yeah. I think sometimes when we're so deep in it and it, it may have run away from us and anyone that's ever worked in corporate will completely understand this especially if you've had that boss that's so deep, and I'm going to say so deep in their own shit, that they haven't been able to get out and look at, how's everyone in my organization going? Like, how are they actually going? How are they coping? How's their how's their position working? And, you know, you can very easily become that same boss that you left corporate because of yeah. if you don't take that time to kind of like jump out of it and be like, actually, this is how everyone's going and this is how I'm going and this is how the business is going. And I think like we often don't take stock and like we actually had this conversation like out of it about not taking stock in general, right? And when you don't Mm. take stock, you end up in a place like, I know how I got there and now I know I'm there and shit. But if we just actually sometimes, you know, looked in along the way at what, as you said, other people can see. Yes, and and that, that also sort of goes full circle for me. I talk a lot in my book and to people around a personal finance village. You know about having a team of people around you. My mum used to joke with me that I had an entourage. <laughs> she was probably right because I'd always say, oh, I spoke to such and such or I spoke to And she'd be like, oh, my goodness, you have like an entourage around you. But I need a group of people and some of these people are paid. Some of them might not be paid. Mm. Uh, this is your accountant, your lawyer, uh, your marketing expert, your personal coach, your business coach, could be your doctor, could be your psychologist or counsellor. All these people come together 
to help support us in making decisions in what we're doing. Uh, And I do think it's critical that we surround ourselves with a group of people. It's also important too when you're choosing these people that you have a level of rapport and trust with them. And that doesn't happen immediately, to be fair. Mm. Like you and I have got to know each other through a couple (laughs) of different means. It's also nice when someone you know says you should meet that person. Yeah. Uh, and then you maybe see what they've been up to on the web, you know, on Instagram, wherever it 100%. might be. Have a little stalk. Everyone yeah, does absolutely. it. <laughs> and then uh, what I find often happens is one, two or three people might mention something. Then to me it's like, okay, I have to meet that person or I, need, I should be working with that person. Mm. Um, but equally, when you have a family member that might be qualified in a particular area, you can tap into their skills. But I'm always sort of um, approach that fairly carefully because you want to make sure that they do have the right skills or qualifications in the area that you're asking for their help. Yeah. One of the things that all business owners need to, all of us need to be really careful about is ensuring that people have the appropriate qualifications to be giving the advice that they're giving. Yeah. And you think it's like, particularly in my world, finance or accounting, there's been a number of pretty serious uh, financial advisory circumstances where people have obviously run off with their customers' money and someone like Melissa Caddick, who is pretty... um, those of us who live in New South Wales, that that can happen to you. And it does happen. We just don't have as public a case as being talked about. But I will read about some type of financial crime, for want of a better word, every other week. It's definitely a lot better, but I think people are becoming much wiser. And now uh, with sort of cyber risks in business and artificial intelligence, there's so many aspects of data that people are getting access to that can be used against us. So kind of, I guess, some of the warnings as well, things that we are dealing with that are changing around us. As as we say, be comfortable with the change, learn to love it because things are moving quickly. Yeah, completely be curious about the change, not fearful of it, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's a really good, and back to to point 10 before we wrap up, (laughs) back to point 10, I think there's a reason there's been so many like, you know, you might call them corny quotes about like community, right? And it's like, it takes a village, right? To raise a baby. Well, actually it takes a village to raise a business too, right? And what's the other one? If you want to go far, what is it? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together, something like that. Those two. And I feel like they'll created, you know, these sayings are created for a reason. We are at the end of the day, human beings are supposed to be in communities. So finding a good community to help you is always such a good thing to do, I believe. Mm. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I love that. Well, Jackie, where can people find you? Oh, so many places. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a website, jackieclark.me. Then Instagram, you can find me, Jackie Clark. LinkedIn, Jackie Clark. Facebook, Jackie Clark. I'm all out there. And obviously, uh, the book's available too in all the major bookstores and online, Booktopia, Amazon. So some of what we've talked about today is contained in there. So Yeah, awesome. I'll put links to all that in the show notes. You cannot miss her book. It is bright yellow. It definitely stands out. I saw it in uh, Dimmick's in George Street the other week and I was very happy for you. Did I send you a photo of that? I think I did. I think you might have, yes. <laughs> I'm such a loser. I love when people do that. And, every, and you would know, this is hilarious, the amount of people who send me photos of the book somewhere. And I say, I want you in the photo. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should have yeah. taken a selfie. I mean, I'm never, I'm not shy of a selfie, am I? <laughs> yeah, it brings uh, life to it, personality. Love it, love it. All right, well, I'll put all these details in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm sure you'll be back. Thank you, Beck.
Hi, Beck here, just dropping in to say that if you are struggling with your marketing planning, I have got the solution just for you. I have recently launched my marketing planner to the world and I am offering it to you at a 5% discount for listening to the potty. You can see what's in the planner and how it's going to change your life simply by visiting my website, beckchapel.com.au and heading to the resources section. When you're ready to check out, chuck in potty VIP and you'll get your 5% discount. Thanks for listening and I hope that it changes your life.